when you learn to repattern and and rewire the way your your inner child or the different parts of you created stories and meaning that are shaping your psyche when you actually consistently refine and shape and you align all of the pieces of your system i mean like i i i'd be hard pressed to say that like you're actually living your real destiny what you're really here to do what's inherently yours to experience Welcome to the Stay Grounded Podcast. I'm your host, Raj Jana, founder of Liberate, and it's my mission to help you become the most grounded, loving, and authentic version of yourself that you can be. Each week, I interview experts in the fields of mindset, spirituality, and emotional well-being. My brilliant guests share their tools, stories, and unique perspectives to help you develop the skills you need to show up fully for the people and things that matter most in your life. Now let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's very special episode of Stay Grounded, August 2023's Reflection. Man, this... I am super excited for you guys to listen to this episode because, one, it marks, or this month, August, marked the completion of a very special three-month journey that I've been on, a challenge called 100 Days of Raj. And I've talked about this on the show and, um, there was something about actually completing a hundred days of committing to myself, choosing myself, honoring the vows that I'm making to myself about the type of man I want to be and how I want to show up and doing the work to really connect to who I am, me, and really building that relationship with me as the foundation before I relate with anyone else, before I relate with my work, before I relate with anything that's happening outside of me has been the biggest gift I have ever given myself. And in this episode, I talk about what those gifts are, how they've manifested, what I'm learning as I've sort of integrated this new way of being into um, my life and what's possible from that space. And my hopes is that it inspires you to maybe do 100 days of you, where you commit to keeping the promises that you make to yourself, where you commit to anchoring into your practices, whether it's in the form of prayer, whether it's the form of, of, of fitness or whatever it is, um, or, or maybe it's in the form of speaking your truth and, or in the form of learning how to set boundaries and, and be protective of your energy and, and being mindful of the experiences in your life that create more joy and fulfillment and prioritizing those. I mean, I just think that, you know, one of the things I've loved about reflection is that you know, a consistent practice of reflection actually brings you into more harmony with you because you can become aware of the things that don't work and let them go and double down on the things that do. And I've been doing this for four years now, and I feel like these last three months have been the biggest catalyst for shifting and integrating a whole new operating system that I feel like I'm so excited to live into now. So I hope you enjoy this episode. We talk a lot about everything I just mentioned, and but also more on, um, on on actually accessing your inherent design and how do you actually access the true blueprint of you so that you can actually create a life of alignment with who you are at your core and experience more ease and flow when, when things are hard or when things are difficult. And so we went in so many directions, but I just am so grateful for you guys because I just... This show has changed my life, truly, having an opportunity to hold myself accountable to sharing these perspectives and these lessons and really 
holding myself accountable to paying attention to what's working and what's not has been the biggest gift for me. And the fact that I get to share these lessons with you is just such a privilege. So thank you for giving me the gift of your attention. Thank you for tuning into the show. Thank you for your kind words and messages and DMs. I so appreciate all of you for just being along on this ride. And so enjoy it. And without further ado, here is this month's monthly reflection episode with my dear friend, Georgina. Joy. Yo, yo, what's up, everyone? And welcome back to Stay Grounded for August's monthly reflection episode. We have my dear friend Georgina here. Georgina, welcome back to the show. Hey, great to be here. I'm excited for the month. It's uh, <laughs> just such a vibe. <laughs> just love my life. I just, um, yeah, I feel more alive than I've ever felt. I feel more connected. You know, lots of happenings this month. I think the big thing was that 100 Days of Raj came to a close in a magnanimous way. And and uh, it's been a month of integrating and really anchoring into this new life that I'm creating and calling in, this new frequency of Raj that I'm embodying, this new energy that I'm learning to align my life to as opposed to you know, this, this notion of what I'm supposed to do or who I'm supposed to be or how I'm supposed to show up, like, which is usually been a, it's been a construct that has run my life, but now it's like coming back to who Raj is in his heart, in his core and creating his life around that. And, and now that I have a foundation of choosing myself, I really feel like I've landed that and integrated it. It's been such a dedicated practice to get here. I just feel my life opening up in a whole new way. And I feel myself stepping, stepping into a whole new paradigm. And um, it feels really potent. And I just feel extremely honored and privileged for the opportunity to be me and to be alive in this body. And I am just feeling a lot of love for myself, for all the human beings that I got a chance to interact with this month. In Boulder, I, um, yeah, it was just... Uh, Really, 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 really beautiful, potent month of medicine, transformation, inspiration, love, play, excitement, healing, um, alchemy, conviction, anchoring into uh, just a really important signature that is truly uniquely mine. I, I mean, it just it sounds beautiful and sounds like you've had just the best experience this month. And... You mentioned something that you talked about, how you're kind of stepping into this new frequency of of you, of Raj. And I'd love to unpack that more. So how how do you how do you know there's a new frequency kind of emerging? And what what's been happening for you to feel secure and confident in knowing that that is the frequency you're meant to be stepping into? So when I say frequency, I mean like feeling, right? Like I think so. I've had different periods in my life where I've operated from different levels of consciousness or different frequencies. So if you look at it, I don't remember what, there's like this scale of, like somebody did an actual like measurement of the frequencies of different emotional states. And when you look at like shame, guilt, fear, worry, all that, that's like the lowest frequency, right? And as you go higher up and you get to the very top, which is like play, enlightenment, like love, like those are the higher frequency states. 
I, I believe that we are inherently, naturally more of the top. And because of generational trauma, because of life traumas, because of whatever noise we pick up from our system, because of the fact that we are empathetic beings and we carry other people's energies in us, like we're like vessels and catchers for energy. I, I think sometimes it's hard to really distinguish between your inherent frequency mm-hmm. and like what you've accumulated from other people. And so, you know, I think the practice for me over the years has been really getting attuned, which is the word, like getting attuned just like you would with a tuning fork to what is my inherent frequency versus something that someone else is actually putting on me, like a projection or something that I accumulated from maybe my parents' way of thinking and being or maybe the environment I'm in. Maybe it's the friend circles I'm in. Like there's a um, there's a resonance that I'm speaking to right now. Mm-hmm. And for me, the best way to really understand what your frequency is is contrast. Like, you know, contrast is, you know, the it's duality is, is, a, is a principle of life, right? So you can't know the light without experiencing the dark. You can't know ecstatic love and that frequency without kind of anchoring into the opposite of that. And so, you know, I, for me, um, one, anchoring into these newer states, like anytime I feel love, anytime I feel alive, anytime I feel more like myself, I anchor that in as that's actually who I am. That's actually me. Anytime How do I- you anchor? What's that process of noticing and then like locking it in so that you're like confirming I'm that, that's who I am? Well, there's just a, a belief and a choice. And and if and I had I had you know Amy my my coach she's been huge for me in helping me anchor this in like she's been really big about like anytime I fall into old stories or victim or any type of frequency that isn't in alignment with my inherent design like what she sees me as and that's a big thing like having people who really freaking see you to help you access this other side. And I can share more about that this month too. I had a lot of people that like, that that was a big portion of me really anchoring this frequency is like being around people who really see me, who really see my essence, my gifts, my, and like celebrating me for it. And like being in circles, like I, like that was one of the most healing experiences this month of just meeting people and being in, in environments with others where like, I just felt so seen or for aspects of my my myself that I just didn't even know was like it's like I didn't even know these things could be seen. Can you give an example? Because that I mean that I think that's something that we were kind of craving, right? So like is this that... is like let me just give you an example. Like um, I'll, I'll just speak to Amy because Amy is just, you know she's I need to have her on the back on the podcast. It's, we've just grown so much together, and we're like we see each other in a lot of ways. And um, and there's this one moment this month where. You know, I was talking about everything I'm doing. You know, I'm raising capital for this company. I'm building this thing. I'm doing all these things. And she's like, Raj, you do realize that nobody is investing in Liberate because of what you're doing. They're investing in it because of your heart. She's like, it's the way your heart beats. It's the way it's the way your heart expresses itself through the way you talk about Liberate, through the way that 
you you intuit things and the way that you're so courageous in the face of your triggers and like the way that you show up as a man that's what people are investing in and like i'm sitting over here but and of course the business plans the the you know the traction all that stuff is really important and for her to see that aspect of me help me anchor into a different side of me that i'm actually calibrating to it's like okay that's who i am but this heart that's what I am. And when that heart is online, I am and I'm living my destiny. Like I'm living my destiny because that is how I'm supposed to be showing up. That's my inherent design. It's not this other way of doing things, which is how everyone else does things. Like I have a unique way of operating in the world. We all have a unique way of operating in the world. And it is our birthright to learn that and understand that and be around people who see that. I truly do believe that. And, you know, a lot of this month and the last months have been me stepping into more ancient technologies, like really understanding and using, you know, Vedic astrology, Western astrology, human design to really anchor into who I am, to really anchor into like what I am, how I'm meant to show up. Like all of that is, is th that to me is, and then finding people, finding new people that actually see these qualities of me who can feel these qualities of me that I sense are coming online. Like that to me, to be seen for what I am, beyond even who I am, beyond even what I do, is the gift. And I think that I, for a lot of time in my life, I settled for relationships and people and partners who didn't actually get this depth of me. And now I don't feel like I have to. And that was a big, and, and I had to get there because, and the path there was choosing me. Because once I started choosing me, I started learning me. I started seeing myself. I started accessing this level of awareness about me. And now it's like, that's what I expect in others. The baseline is what I, I expect others to see me the way that I see myself. And if they don't, they're just not my people. They're not, and, and, that, and that's a filtering mechanism for now for investors. That's a filtering mechanism now for team members. That's a filtering mechanism now for partners. That's a physical mechanism now for like any intimate relationships that I have. Friendships, my, my, my coaches, it doesn't matter. Like this is like what I'm, like I am, that's what I'm anchoring into. And that's what, and when you anchor into that, now you have an opportunity to like when life tests you to set better boundaries. When life tests you to have clear no, it's like you know your no. Like when you know yourself, you know what you say no to. Because anything that pulls you away from your energy being alive and inspired and online and turned on, like turn on, follow your turn on. I'm not talking sexual turn on. I'm talking this like, this energetic life force that's just like alive within you and it comes alive through certain experiences, through certain people, through the way certain people treat you, through the way you're spoken to, through certain experiences, through certain synchronicities. And that's ultimately the process of reflection, right? Like that's what reflection helps you do. It helps you pattern match to the things that are inherently in alignment with your unique design. And it helps you recognize the things that are not. And every month, if you just keep reflecting, you can start shedding the things that are not. 
and I've been doing this for four years now. So I'm, I've got a, a, a long history of saying goodbye to what is not, even though it's been hard. You know, sometimes it's been heartbreaking. Sometimes it's been scary. And on the other side of that is just this mountain of, of infinite possibility and potential. And like now I, I, I'm, I just, I feel like I'm creating a life that's attuned to that frequency. And that feels very exciting very enlivening and i feel like i have like a lot of faith and in, and in, in trust in the universe just things are going to work out things are going to work out for me in my life some way shape or form i just know it i might be in the messy middle it doesn't matter <laughs> it's not the halftime that matters it's 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 following through to the end and so i just feel my story being written and rewritten through the lens of a better writer every single month and mm -hmm. that feels really potent so I love that you've created this kind of calibration point where you have this real depth of knowing that this is who I am, this is who I came here to be. And what I'm curious to know is, do you think we're all on that kind of same path where we're trying to find this this central core of, of who we are? And do you think that core is evolving or do you think we've just been distanced from it and then we're trying to come back to it? Like how would you describe that journey of, let's call it reconnection? Uh well, I don't think everybody on the planet is here to awaken, if that's what you're asking. Um, I do believe that awakening is like some souls will, some souls won't. And I do feel like, you know, contrast back to the contrast, right? Like, like you can't awaken without seeing unawaken. Like when you see cunts, like when you see systems of oppression, that's what inspires the opposite of people wanting to fight up. Like, so there's, there's, there's contrast for a reason. So I don't think that everybody is here to wake up. I think if you're listening to this podcast or if you share this podcast with somebody in your life, you sense that they're on an awakening path and they're starting to ask themselves these questions. And they're very curious about how they can create a life of more ease, more grace, more attunement, more alignment, more magic, more synchronicity. You know, like these are like that to me is if you're interested in creating a life like that, which I'm telling you, it's very possible. Then, yes, like I do believe that this path is 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 this path of awakening to your inherent design is the path of unveiling your destiny. And you know, I think a lot of people are think they're living their. Carl Jung has a beautiful quote. It's like, oh, a lot of people think they're living their destiny, but they're actually just living their trauma. They're just living their 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 shadow their shadow is actually unconsciously ruling their life and they're calling it destiny and fate but when you get to know your shadow when you unravel the faulty programmings the things that you inherited from family from religion from culture from all these other constructs the when when you learn to repattern and and rewire the way your your inner child or the different parts of you created stories and meaning that are shaping your psyche when you actually consistently refine and shape and you align all of the pieces of your system i mean like i i i'd be hard pressed to say that like you're actually living your real destiny what you're really here to do what's inherently yours to experience like you know like it's like so i, I when i think of it from that lens it's like do i think everybody deserves to do this fuck yeah <laughs> 
I do. I and I am this is why I'm building a company that helps people do this, liberating yourself from yourself by becoming aware of the patterns, the stories, the constructs, the beliefs that are actually holding you back so that you can step into a more authentic way of being that is more in alignment with your inherent geometry and design. And when you align your inherent geometry and design with the sacred geometry and design, shout out to Alec from last week's podcast, like with the sacred geometry and design of what's actually happening in the field, this is where things get really interesting. This okay, is so where... that sounds cool. What was opening up for you then with that understanding of how these how these things are related to that? Well, that's where like I, you know, I'm still figuring it out. I don't know if I have the answers, but you know, I did a, I actually did some work with Alec um, this month, and we recorded some amazing. Po- we have another podcast coming up with Alec actually because I just love the company so much. Okay. Um, but uh, you know, I've been really studying. I've been really deeply drawn to understanding, like, okay, like just more ancient technologies of seeing how things play out in the world. Right. So like astrology, Vedic astrology, the Mayan calendar, Western astrology, like these are all systems that have been used for thousands of years to pattern match. And, you know, when I looked at my life and I looked at it through the lens of Vedic astrology, through the lens of human design, through the lens of Western astrology, through, through all these different lenses, it's freaking uncanny how I was able to, like, it's like attract with every single ex- like difficult experience I had. Like the last four years, apparently, I've had Pluto going over my sun sign, <laughs> which only happens once every 250 years. And generally when that happens, it is a big deal. It is a lot of destruction and challenge and like just. Wow. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, wow. Like, so for some reason, my soul chose to be born inside of a time and in a way where Pluto was going over my moon, my, my sun sign at the age of 27, 28. Why is that? Like I was born into this time for some reason, my, for some reason, my soul chose this specific iteration. And, and when I looked at it, I was like, wow. And then we look at, when you look at other systems and you start to see like, okay, Raj, and you're also here to help people wake up like your path every business you touch, like anything that isn't in personal growth and transformation will die. And like, I'm looking at that now and I'm like, wow, okay. So these 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 ancient systems, like I get the data, but then I calibrate it to my life, a lived experience. And for me, from that standpoint, I can actually trust in the wisdom of what's here. And that's now allowing me to connect to, okay, like, this is my inherent geometry, my my design. There's also people on my team that have their inherent geometries and their designs. Then if I sit in deep listening, there's the consciousness of liberate. Not even liberate, let's take the name away. There's just this consciousness that I feel is flowing through me that I happen to be stewarding into the world. I'm not building this company, I am I'm stewarding it. I built Java Press. I've built other things. I did it with force and brute. This is like I'm growing it. I'm watering it. I'm tending to it. I'm there's a different frequency and a different energetic to that. And that is to me the energy of like, okay, like that's what that's what's flowing through this sacred geometry of Gaia, of life, of what's 
happening to flow through me, what's like touching the lives of others. And if I can be deeply attuned to the sacredness of that in meditation, in silence, in introspection, in, 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 and keep my channel clear so that I can be connected to intuition, source intuition, and if I know how I want to design my life so that I am in my biggest power, if I am in my most aliveness, I don't know what's going to come next. I can't predict the future, but what I do know is that it'll be one hell of a ride. And I will experience what I'm meant to experience in this lifetime, and I'll be living my purpose. And I'll be doing it and having a ton of fun because I'm actually doing it in a way that nourishes me and it makes me alive. I'm optimizing my life for aliveness. That is the metric. I don't care about happiness. I don't care about, I, w I want to feel alive and I want experiences that help me feel alive. And I want to be met by life in a way that allows for a full range of the human experience. Because I do believe that, uh, you know, we, we are, you know, Shout out to Dr. Dan Stickler. You know, like, you know, he really talked about how you can't really, you can't really experience the highs without tasting the lows and suffering. And so I, I, I'm just learning to recognize that like, I can't void myself of sadness or heartbreaks or like grief or anger or any of these experiences that make me human. And by continuing to reflect every month on what experiences, what people, what opportunities are helping me connect to my inherent design and then tracking the impact of that on my work, on my relationships, on my joy, on my peace, on my health. I think I will be able to create a life that is on fire. Like my, like I just feel like I will, like I, I, I will be able to reach the upper pinnacle of what I'm here to experience. But I'm still in the middle of it, so I can't give you the full answer of what I think will happen. But I have a sense that living this way will allow for a very rich and abundant life in whatever form. And I and I trust that I am just I'm, I I trust I am I'm on the path. I'm on my path, and everybody's going to be on their path. And I and I love everyone on their path. Like I just trust you on your path. I don't need you to be on my path. <laughs> I share these podcasts because I'm inherently interested in how to experience the most fulfilling, meaningful life. That's ultimately why I started this podcast. I didn't know I was starting this podcast then. I thought I was just going to be a, a tagline for my coffee company. But what it actually is 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 a, is a platform and a place for all of us to really explore what it means to live an extraordinarily fulfilling, nourishing life through the highs and the lows. How do you actually just become grounded and just strong and in alignment no matter what's being thrown at you? And I think the answer is to come back to your inherent geometry and design and design a life it. that meets that. That, that. that feels really powerful, that concept of your sacred geometry and your design and knowing that there is like this place where you can calibrate to and come back to knowing it's that truth that truth of who you are and does it feel to you that you've arrived in a, in a, in a different place because it, there also seems to be what like I feel that you've you've been talking about this before as well you keep arriving at these places of I've, and I found myself I found myself and now this is another another doors opened and, and another layer of, of self uh, arrives and appears. So 
do you think that's is that how this actually works? Is that we have these different like arrival points that then step into a new space? Well, let's think of it this way: if you prescribe to the belief which I do, or the construct of the paradigm that we are infinite souls on an endless timeline. Yes, I do believe that the soul is going to continue remembering deeper and deeper aspects of the self forever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's done. You know what I mean? So it's like, I do believe that we have multiple personalities and life shapes us in, in unique and beautiful ways. And I do believe that we will have different careers and wear different hats. Like when I become a father, the hell is it going to, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like, yes, that is going to be a different aspect of Raj that shows up a different part of me that comes online. Like every, every opportunity has a, and, and there are certain things that I do believe that just feel good. Like, you know, human design has been really cool as a calibrating point. Like one of my, and you know, in human design, I'm a projector. And as a projector, I, it feels so nourishing for me to feel recognized and seen. And so, you know, in the past, I would settle for business partners or relationships or people who just didn't fully see me. Because that's, I, I didn't, because that's where I was in my consciousness. That's what I thought was okay. And now that I'm calibrating to a whole new way of me seeing myself, yeah, I am surrounded by people who just see me and and are creating opportunities for me to go higher and higher and higher. And as I do that, what's going to evolve next? I don't know. But what I do know is that it feels really good to be seen. Cool. And so I'm just going to continue doing that. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm going to continue being in experiences that allow me around, I want to be around people that just see me. And I don't, feel like I'm going to settle. And that's a choice. It's a choice to not settle. Because we all can make a choice to settle. So I just want to speak to that too, right? Like, as much as it is all this inherent design stuff, like I am not taking away from the incredible power we all have to make strong choices and stand up for ourselves. You get to decide what you tolerate. Literally, your life is directly proportional to the standards you tolerate. If you want a better life, increase the standards you tolerate. Like, just that's it. That's And honestly, that's really it. I just have a higher standard that I'm tolerating because I have a higher standard for myself. Like, I, it's like, I, and, and it starts with you. It starts with you first. When you raise the standards you hold for yourself, when you raise the commitments you keep to yourself and you, and when you raise your level of self-love, your level of self-respect, you naturally hold that standard for others and other opportunities. And so I, I think it's really important to like really remember the, the agency we have. Like we are powerful, sovereign creators of our reality. And if you are not experiencing a reality you love, there is something that you get to step into. And I think there's, that's a big part of, that's where coaching becomes really valuable having coaches, having mentors, have people that can like speak truly to you about like, hey, this is where I'm at. This is where I want to get to. How am I getting in my own way? That level of honesty with yourself about how you are actually holding yourself back because it is always you. It's never an external experience. I saw this beautiful quote on Instagram uh, yesterday and it was like, there's nothing outside of you to fear. It's all within you. 
And that was my biggest takeaway from my first ayahuasca ceremony. I remember I was so afraid of dying. I don't know if you guys remembered me talking about this. I don't even know if I talked about this on the podcast, but I went through this period where like, I thought I was going to die when I was on my, in my first ayahuasca ceremony. Like I truly thought that like, like my body was like shaking and, and obviously it was a journey that I was going through. I was actually releasing my fear of death and the unknown and uncertainty. That's what was actually being processed in my body. I remember going up to a facilitator because I thought I needed more medicine in in the ceremony. And I look at him like, hey, man, I'm not really sure what to do right now. I'm so afraid. And he looks at me like, Raj, there's nothing to be afraid of because whatever you are afraid of is actually happening inside of you. And I remember when he said that, I just started laughing. And that's been the journey of like anything that is getting in our way is actually because of like, there's nothing external that's actually getting in the way. It's just an obstacle that's showing up. But that doesn't mean that it's getting in the way. Rejection is not rejection. It's redirection. It's it's this, like, you can you can get into this. You can create any level of story you want around whatever's showing up in front of you. And that is your doing. Whatever story you want is up to you. You can choose a story. I can look at this challenging situation and say it's the end of me. Or I could say this is the fucking launch pad. This is this is the day that Raj becomes Raj. This is the day, this is this is the platform that I use to step into my greatness. Two very, very, very valid stories. None of them are wrong. Just which one do you choose? Which one do you want to be your default? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's one of the paths we have as humans, isn't it? This ability to make meaning and tell stories and the fact that we can hold every scenario in our in our psyche and pull out the scenario that best serves us in, in the moment. That's that's a pretty epic ability to have. Ooh. And I love how like I love how you're able to take situations and tell the story for in you know, through the lens of hindsight in a way that is like so empowering and so inspiring. And we can all do that. That's what you're saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. We all have this innate ability. And it takes like you just have to unravel yourself from your from your sub from your unconscious traumas. Unconscious traumas, your unconscious beliefs, your unconscious programming. We all have it. I have it right now. I have unconscious programs that are running something back there. I don't know what they are, and that's partially why they're called the shadow. Mm-hmm. You can't see it until you have a difficult experience in life, and this is why our triggers are treasures. That's what we say. It, you know, That's actually one of our core values at, at Liberate. Your triggers are treasures. When you have a difficult experience, when you have an emotional experience, instead of pointing outwards at someone else, Point the mirror inwards because when you can learn to do that, you have a platform for leveling leveling up that has nothing to do with anything that's happening outside of you. If, if you repeatedly have bosses that are, you know, showing up in a certain way, doing certain things to you, saying things, instead of looking at them, if you flip the mirror and said, okay, this is the experience I'm having right now. You just open up a whole new world of awakening. Same thing in relationship. If you stop looking at all your intimate partners and be like, oh, they keep doing this, they keep doing that, this keeps happening, da, da, da. Instead of doing that, you just flip it inward. And you're like, this is how I feel when that stuff happens. And you start to actually process the feeling and you begin to unpack the feeling and you begin to actually understand your internal experience and the mechanics of your internal experience. You can now begin to change your internal experience. 
That is power. That's liberation. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. true freedom. Yeah, because you can do that in any situation. That's that's what you're saying, isn't it? You can do your it. Your internal experience is yours to to, to control. Mm -hmm. Always. You have to be aware of it, and that's where oh, the awareness is the medicine. That's where the awareness is everything, right? The awareness is the... Um, that is the tool. And we talked a lot about using that tool in last week's, on last month's at reflection. So I won't go deep into that, but that is the ultimate tool. The ultimate tool is the skill of awareness to be able to stop in your tracks when you are in an experience. And instead of pointing outwards at the obstacle, let's look at what's, what's the internal program that that's actually painting this as a dead stop. But from this, from this space that you're in right now, this, this new paradigms this new calibration point with this gift of awareness and this ability to tell the stories in the way that empowers you and defines you and this knowing that you're here to attune to your your sacred geometry and your sacred design like what what next like how how do you how do you move forward with this much insight into what life is about i mean they just keep playing the infinite game like Another belief and theory that I really hold is like you can either look at life as a finite game where there's a finite amount of money you can make, a finite amount of joy you can experience, a finite amount of life you can live, a finite amount of like health you can access, or you can choose to play the opposite, which is like just this infinite game that you just keep playing as long as you can play the game. You're not playing the game for any other reason than the fact that you just can play the game. That's where I'm at. I just want to keep playing the game because it's super fucking fun. I just want to keep having extraordinary experiences, meeting great people and pushing my edges and learning more about myself and studying new things and just keep saying yes to life and say no to things that just aren't in alignment. Gracefully, of course. And mm -hmm. that's all like, it's like, yeah, it's just an infinite game. I just feel like I've accessed a level of the game that allows me to experience more of the emotional states that I am optimizing my life for. Like, I feel like I uncovered a cheat code by integrating some of the sacred geometry work and really understanding my design and really, like, anchoring into these new feeling states. Well, and I like there's different levels of the game that, that, yeah. that's very clarifying for me. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's just, you just keep, you just keep playing. And I don't even know if there's, I mean, I, there's people that play, you know, like, it's like, and once you hit certain levels, it's like, you just open up more access. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with health. Like, let's say you start on day one and you're not very healthy. Right. And then a year later, you get healthy enough to run a marathon. Cool. And then a year after that, you get healthy enough to go climb Mount Kilimanjaro. Great. Like, that's what I mean. Like, with that very tangible example, you have multiple levels of the game that allow you to experience multiple ranges of life. Same thing with consciousness and then consciousness expanding experiences. Same thing with business. Same thing with art. Same thing with intimacy and love and same thing with sacred sexuality or whatever form of sexuality you're you're interested in. Like it's like there's so many levels to the game. I think that's what I'm ultimately it's just it's infinite. And um and I prescribe to that belief because it is the most empowering belief. I am this is me and my rule for myself. And I encourage this of anyone else in my life and anybody in our communities. Like this is like what I always encourage. It's, if you can choose to have empowering beliefs about yourself, just fucking do it. 
Like these are empowering constructs that are going to help you live a more full and expressed life. You don't have to use all of them, but borrow them. Find ones that you love, like whatever empowers you to see life with a glass half full, with more optimism, with more excitement and aliveness. Like choose that because it's way more because like there's enough doom and gloom out there. There's enough people. And of course, you have to pay attention to world events and what's happening. And like there's a lot of like, you know, preparedness is a real thing. I'm not saying don't be prepared for life as it's showing up and gift yourself with the most empowering set of beliefs that can that can truly allow you to be the most effective inspired helpful human being on the planet like just like it's just it's better life is better i feel like life is way better that way when we just empower ourselves and the people around us to wake up to the fullness of us instead of sitting in our fear and keeping us small. Like, I'm not here to keep any of you small. Ever. That That is that is just not going to happen. If you meet me or if you listen to this podcast, like, I see you. I see your fucking brilliance. I see your bigness. And I am an absolute advocate and champion for your higher self. So I've got a question for you. I, I, I think you're right. I think that's if you can embody these empowering beliefs, and hold yourself to this higher standard so much can open up for you and i know that it can be difficult to actually believe those beliefs so is there a belief that you now hold really true that is open doors to you that what was the hardest one to embody for you and how did you do it i think it was just the fact that the like universe has my back i think that's the one that i think takes the most because you don't actually know that until you just experience it Right, so it's not like you can just go into a coaching session and fix the "I'm not enough" belief, right? The "I'm not enough" beliefs, and those are like you just—that's just you. The more of the work you do, the more you begin to see yourself as enough, and the more you begin to just rewire. Like there are tools out there that can help you with that, and that's like what liberate. So like it, tools go to liberate, right? Like when I think about principles and philosophies, um, that's where I really come to the other side, which is like these are like like faith, right? Like to me. Faith is not something that you can build overnight. It's a muscle. And it takes you being put into challenging experiences that require you to even access faith. And so I I think that one's taken the longest, is really, really trusting that, like, hey, I'm actually really held and taken care of. Like, the universe has got my back. She is so, so, so on my side. Um, and I just feel, I feel God presence i think really believing in a god and not just like um not just thinking about god and like intellectualizing god or religion i'm not really speaking to that i'm speaking about like like believing in like god like just the feeling and like trusting that that is what i'm here to serve like if i just keep serving that and just keep listening to what flows through me i will always be taken care of and that belief is something that's taken me a long time to get to. And it's a big thing that's really come through with 100 Days of Raj. Like 100 Days of Raj was not just a commitment to Raj. It was a commitment to the God within me. To me seeing the God within me. To me holding the God within me. To me expressing myself through my divinity. To me showing up in alignment and in congruence with what is here and what has always been here. And what is just sacred. That has taken time. 
um, because the world doesn't really want us to remember our divinity. We're not easily controllable with advertising and fear if we are accessing our our, our internal God. And um, so, uh, you know, I think that that's that's really been the I think the belief system that has taken the longest for me to integrate. And I feel like I've come a really long way and I feel really good about where I'm at. I feel really good about my relationship with divinity and God and spirit and my role in this stewarding of whatever wants to flow through me. Like I feel very clear that if I just keep listening and serving somehow, some way, everything in my life is just going to turn out. Okay. Like everything will be more than okay. In fact, it'll be exquisite. And I really like that you, you've described this differentiation between being able to intellectualize things and then that difference between feeling things. Cause I think you're right. It's quite, I think a lot of us can say, oh, I believe the universe has my back. And we can say this, you know, we can speak these words, but actually feeling that and trusting that and having faith in that, that's a whole nother level. Yeah. Cause your beliefs are tied. So your beliefs are in your mind, right? Like, but mm-hmm. the beliefs are almost anchored into your mind and your nervous system with your emotions. Mm-hmm. It's important to remember that like, they're not separate, like in some ways, like this is why it's like, a lot of people just go do the mindset work, but they don't actually make the changes in their lives because there's a somatic, physical, mm-hmm. experiential layer to this that must be processed, released, and integrated from, and then replaced with something new in the mind. And so I've, I find for myself, like this is where like I've gotten so much better at just feeling and processing things as they show up. So when things are hard and I have an opportunity to practice faith, I don't just practice faith. I feel it. I cry. I'm like, all right, God, I, I, I trust. I surrender. I'm yours. I'm going to walk down this plank and I'm just going to trust. And I let whatever fears come up. If it's fear, if it's crying, if it's like whatever wants to flow through and die, just let it happen. But keep moving because the decision to move in the direction of that is how the faith muscle is built. It's how a new belief system is embodied. A new frequency of faith is embodied instead of just a mental understanding of what it means to have faith. I love that. And if you think about the month that's just passed, given everything you've experienced, like how did you how did you keep yourself moving so that this stuff can flow through you and, and be, be transformed? Uh, I, I mean, like, I've just gotten really good at letting myself feel. Like, I don't fight the experience anymore. I think there's this, and I've realized this early on in my journey, like when you don't have any feelings to fear, you're really free. I've talked about that on the podcast. Actually, you say this a lot, actually. I think most weeks or most most times we do these um, reflections, we come back to this notion of not being afraid to feel the feelings that show up. That feels like that's been such a pivotal part of your journey and such a such a key to the transformations that you've been experiencing. I've just found that that's the root. Like that's the root cause. Like when you don't have, when you're not afraid to feel and express anger and you trust. And this is where like there's trust. Like, you know, this month I had a lot of really beautiful opportunities to to, like process what's true, share what's authentic. And if it wasn't received well, repair. Like, so I think there are skill sets we can develop. Like for me, the skill set of repair, Jason Gaddis talks about this all the time. 
in his conflict resolution work. Um, you know, navigating the 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 skill, like learning the skill set of repair, is one of the most empowering things you can do because then that really allows you to be authentic and just feel what you feel and share what you need to share and be messy and know that like you can repair. Mm-hmm. Right. So like I think you know, giving yourself the skill sets and the tools so that you can feel safe enough to feel and safe enough to be authentic is actually a really great way to become authentic, right? Like it's, it's like there, there, there are ways to get there. It's not just like, oh, let me just feel my feelings. And if I'm a mess, like, what do I do? It's like, no, like if you know you can clean up the mess because you have all the tools to clean up the mess, like why not give it a shot, try, right? And then if it doesn't work, Okay, great. That's a lesson. And that was meant to happen. Like if you lose a relationship because you were authentic, that relationship was never meant to be there. And that's where trust and faith comes in. That's where the faith muscle now becomes even more important to anchor into. And that's where like, and if you don't want to be like, I I don't want to know that. Like that can't be true. No, this is it. You're actually avoiding feeling the fear that this may not be true. Yeah. So when you feel that fear, now you're liberated from it. Yeah. And now you're free. Love it. <laughs> That's so you cool. Know? So it's like, well, it's like, it's just, it's, it feels really like, honestly, like intuitive to me. Like I, I and so I appreciate you saying that it's like, it's cool. Cause like, I, I feel like now it's gotten so, like I just do it so naturally that I, I sometimes forget that I think these, um, these constructs are, are uh, I, I had to build them now. Like now I just feel like I've, I appreciate you asking these questions because it's helping me actually like bring out like what is the actual process and the framework and how does it feel? And but yeah, I, I think that's it. I, I really do feel like building the skill sets and then allowing yourself to be authentic and feel and just be with the feeling. And some people can't. Some people have a much harder time being with the feeling than others. And so I just want to name that too. It's not that like, it takes time and practice and safety. Safety mm-hmm. is the biggest one. Feeling yeah. safe within yourself to honor your feelings. Being with others that can hold space for you. And so I just really want to name that. It's not an easy route. And I don't want to paint this podcast as if it is an easy route because that's not true. And it's a very rewarding route. Because to yep. me, this is the the ultimate thing that sets you free. Like all the mental health tools and all the journeys and the psychedelics and all the things out there that are showing up in the world right now, like those are all amazing tools to open you. But the thing that's going to stick the landing is this. Yeah, and I think sometimes that, you know, we can underestimate what this journey of awakening actually involves because all you are, you know, we've, we've been speaking for what, just under an hour now, about a whole month an entire month of your lived experience where you've been in the trenches experiencing things, processing them, reflecting on them. It's like this whole thing, which is then crystallized and consolidated into like an hour conversation. And like sometimes in our lives, we can be so like, want the the results now about instant gratification, but we have to recognize, and I think this is why your reflections are so powerful, is that there's a lot of work, inner work involved in getting to this point of knowing and this this place of wisdom. And that's part of the joy in the process of being human is relishing that experience and, you know, being invested in it and not always looking for the fast track or, or the quick win, because often that just doesn't take us deep enough. Like sometimes you have to experience these things, like things you're talking about. 
Like we're benefiting from that, the insight that you gathered at the end of it, but we haven't really felt the depths of where you've been to come to that point by you sharing where you've ended up. It's like, it's that, that flag on, on the mountain, like, oh, this, this place is achievable. This place is reachable, but some people can maybe fly there, but a lot of us will have to go through the trenches of our own lives as well to all of us have to get there. There's no, <laughs> there's no substitute for the inner work. Totally. There are more efficient and effective pathways, mm -hmm. which is ultimately why what Liberate exists for. So, right. <laughs> yeah, plug Liberate. So go to rajana.com forward slash l i b e r eight. If you would like to experience that efficient and effective path that we've done all the work to simplify for you. And there's no substitute for you being a co-pilot on the journey. Nobody's going to do, nobody's going to walk the, the plank for you. There's certain things that you just have to do, but know that you have all sorts of angels around you to support you. You, this is not, a, I think most people feel like doing the inner work is hard because they feel like they have to do it alone. And I don't believe that this journey is one that we do alone. I believe that we, you know, in the words of the late Ram Das, we're all just walking each other home. And I really do believe that we are here to support one another on this journey. This is not meant to be solo. So, you know, just remove the belief. And this is coming back to beliefs, like remove the belief that this is all on your shoulders to figure out because it's not, it's not, this is why there's, and we live in an unprecedented era where you have access to podcasts like these or communities that are just opening themselves up. Like this is, there are resources, and um, and if you're here listening to this podcast, I'm so grateful that you've chosen this podcast to be one of your resources on your path to really support you, because that's what it's meant to be. Closing questions, Raj. What mm. was the thing about August? And now you get to thread that needle through it all. Uh, I think, for me, I just had this incredible opportunity to really anchor in and cement what 100 Days of Raj means. What was it for? Why I did it? And like really anchor in the commitments and really solid make almost like a sacred marriage to myself. Wow. That like, this is how I'm going to operate moving forward. This is going to be the frequency of my life. There is no other option. There is no settling. This is what I'm here to experience at this level. And holding that for myself. And that's what really the month is. I've had so many, because once you declare it, it's like the opportunity, universe is going to dangle carrots. Be like, oh, what about this though? This is so fun. This is so good. I love it. I know you love this. Tastes really great. And being able to be like, no. With a resounding level of conviction is, uh, was the theme of the month. Is being really solid in myself and having a lot of fucking faith that I'm good, I've got this, universe has got me, things are going to work out, I can be authentic, true, and trust that my heart is so big and so good that at the end of the day, if someone does get hurt in the process or if I trigger somebody or if something shows up that I know how to repair. Yeah. yeah. And that's That to me is the most important skill set I think that I really anchored into this month is just remembering that I actually am... I am inherently good. And I think we all get to remember that 
And I think that gives me a lot of peace and solace and just knowing that I can be authentic. Even if I'm angry, I can be authentic. Even if I'm destructive, I can be authentic. Even if, because I, I just trust that I'm not, I'm, I'm, when I recognize that I'm doing something that is hurting another person, I will come back and fix. Or I will be better. I will do better. I will always just continue improving. Because that's just, that's the nature of who I am. So really anchoring into the nature of who I am is what I think the theme of this month has been. I love that. And last question. So how did you, how did you stay grounded? Oh, man. Um, gosh, this month was the creek. So in Boulder, there's uh, these little river creeks that just kind of flow through. And um, every morning I would wake up, I'd work out, and I'd go sit in the sauna uh, at the gym, and then I would jump. And it, it's ice-cold water. It's because it's water flowing down from the top of the mountain. Wow. And I would just do my morning prayer. I'd pray to the water the same way that I was doing in Nosara and just anchor into you know, what I want to feel, how I, what I what I what I'm my prayer. I say my prayer. I pray thanks to the land. I pray thanks to um, life, earth, um, and I ask for something in return. And I say a prayer, and then I just plunge into the water. I stay in there for for a few minutes, ice cold. Do myself a little primal scream, and just wake up to the aliveness of life because it's fucking cold. And then I get out of there, and I just feel like a million bucks. And that's how I was starting my day every day. And it felt amazing. So I'd say cold, cold water, and prayer. Um, nature and pr prayer really is the, the grounding, consistent grounding force that I'm consistently finding as like the tool um, to just embody a more grounded state on a day-to-day on -day basis. So Love it. We did it. We did another month. Oh, Georgina, thank you again for just being and for guiding this conversation. I I came in a little flustered, you know, just because I was like, I didn't really know what, there's just so much that happened. I didn't really know how to synthesize it. And you, as always, just guided the most incredible conversation that was guided by your own curiosity. And I'm just so grateful that you exist in the way that you do. So thank you for being there's always a million things to ask you. So it's yeah, just... <laughs> so many like doors can open. <laughs> it's yeah, always... totally, totally. Well, everybody, that's a wrap for this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I'm your host, Raj. This is your old friend, Georgina. And from us, stay grounded. We'll chat soon. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Stay Grounded. No matter where you're from or what you're going through, I hope it helps you remember just how incredible you are and have always been. If you're on a path of emotional healing or self-discovery and would like to learn how Liberate can support your journey, head to www.rajana.com forward slash Liberate, that is L-I-B-E-R-8, to learn more about our current group programs and one-on-one -on -one offerings. I love you guys, and I'll see you next week.